0: Hi, my name is David Meltzer, and I'm here to inspire you to go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profits.
1: Welcome to the Go Big to Give Big podcast, where we are challenging six-figure earners to become seven-figure givers. wanting to go bigger with your dreams and goals so that you can give bigger with your profits. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into it. All right, we are starting the podcast off with a bang, and we had the legend David Meltzer join us for our first episode. If you don't know who he is, he is the co-founder of Sportswim Marketing, he's a three-time international best-selling author, a top 100 business coach, the executive producer of Entrepreneur's number one digital business show, Elevator Pitch, and the host of the top entrepreneurial podcast called The Playbook. David speaks on a ton of stages, gives away a ton of free content, and is out there sharing his message where he wants to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. In this episode, we talk to David about his mission of make a lot of money, help a lot of people, have a lot of fun. We also ask about winning a humanitarian award as a sports marketing agent and why he only works with people that have a giving component to their brand. He also shares near the end of the episode about his birthday party idea, where for his 50th birthday, he wanted to have 50 birthday parties to raise money for charity. This man is a huge inspiration and somebody we believe is the definition of going bigger and giving bigger. Let's get started and hear what David had to share. All right. Well, I don't want to waste any time getting into this episode. I know this guy is going to drop some serious golden nuggets for us today. I'm excited to invite the man who wants to inspire and possibly impact one billion people, David Meltzer. David, thanks for joining the show.
0: Oh man, it's so excited to be here, but it's over a billion. I don't want in the nature of this show, I don't want anyone to limit me. So it's over a billion people. Over a billion. That's awesome, man. Well,
1: thank you so much for uh, coming and joining us. Obviously, I was just explaining to you the show is all about going bigger and giving bigger and aligns very much with who you are as a human. And we've listened to you speak quite a bit. And uh, when I opened up your website, one of the first lines I see is make a lot of money, help a lot of people, have a lot of fun. Can you just break that down for us? Where did that come from? What inspired you to get to that? And what does that look like for you now?
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because there's a lot in there and a lot to get there. Uh, What happened was I created a mission statement years ago with Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon for our sports marketing company. And it was a long, typical mission statement, a paragraph long about, uh, you know, leveraging relationship capital and quantifying this and blah, blah, blah. And I call Warren Moon, who's Hall of Fame quarterback, QB1 Kenobi because he's just so enlightened and he sees through the, the, all the interference, you know, and he said to me, Dave, I don't understand what your mission is. You know, I, I just, it seems like a lot of legal legalese and verbose BS. He said, what does this whole sentence mean? You want to create abundance for the world and blah, 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 blah. And I said, dude, that just means I want to make a lot of money. And he said, and what, what does this mean that you want to change and impact all these people? And, oh, I, I want to help people with that money. he said, oh, okay. And he said, what is this whole leveraging relationship capital and, you know, whatever. Oh, I want to make a lot of money to help a lot of people. And basically I'm saying, I want to be happy. I want to have fun. Why don't you just say that? Now, why is that so significant? One, because the universe loves simple. And I believe if you can't articulate simply what you want to do and what you're trying to do, then you don't understand it yourself. Until you could put things into the terminology of the QB1 Kenobi, make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. But through understanding and learning that, there's a whole nother nuance that's completely aligned with what you guys are doing. And that was the major paradigm shift of my life. You see, even when I went to use, I sponsored my kids' high school football team, and I'm on the, the scoreboard, they would not put make a lot of money, help a lot of people, have a lot of fun. They they put help a lot of people, have a lot of fun, dot, 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 and make a lot of money. They were almost apologizing for making money. They were almost apologizing for receiving. And one of the greatest paradigm shifts in my life, the greatest lessons, is what I see and where my mom is today at 80 years old. My mom raised six kids, worked two jobs, second grade teacher, and she filled up turnstiles at convenience stores with greeting cards just so we could eat. She packed my dinner in a paper bag between those jobs and drove us around in a country squire station wagon. And here's what my mom did. She lived by like the school, the scarce mentality of, I appreciate everything I have. So she expanded her embodiment, her vessel, and then she gave it all away. She gave away her wealth, her health, her happiness. She gave it all away abundantly. But what didn't she do? She didn't do the third thing, ask for more. So what happens? You grow your vessel by appreciation. You acknowledge what you have by giving it away, losing it, having it manipulated from you, stolen from you. But if you don't ask for more, your bigger, newer vessel doesn't fill back up. You got nothing to give because your vessel dissipates, dissolves, depreciates in itself. And you end up 80 years old, giving away your health, your wealth, your worthiness, and even your happiness, wondering what happened when you had the best intentions to what? Like the school wanted me to put up there. You had the best intentions to help people and have fun, to be happy, but you forgot the critical component. You can't give what you don't have. So I believe beyond the simplicity of articulating what you want in a mission, you need to fully understand the fact you can't give what you don't have. And nobody should feel guilty, resentful, offended, separate, inferior, superior when they ask. You don't feel that way when you ask. You feel great about it because if you have the pure intention of giving, then you should feel great about asking, asking more and asking bigger.
2: Amen, my friend. And uh, that's such a, such a great mission statement. It's a great just model to live by. And I'm just in awe of what your mission is, is to like help over a billion people become happy or become happier even. And I was reflecting on this a little bit earlier yesterday. And a thought that came into my mind was, it's kind of egotistical in a sense. But the question I have for you is like, what relationship should you have with your ego?
0: Well, see, I define ego is that which that interferes with the great omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that I'm connected to and through. The ego itself is just the interference between me and what my faith, not religious, spiritual, philosophical faith, but just faith that there's something bigger than me that loves me more than my mom loves me. Meaning that the ego itself is what is deterring or interfering with my potential. See, instead of thinking, I got to go get happy, I got to go get healthy, I got to go get wealthy, I got to go get worthy, think to yourself what you already are. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. What am I doing to interfere with it in the way that we recognize or become aware of what is interfering with our potential, our higher self, our better self, our abundant self? What is it? The ego When we're aware of the needs of the ego, you know, the ego itself uh, has a need to be right, has a need to be offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, uh, complaining, worrying. Those are all ego, not just narcissist, not just this idea of you know, wanting for myself. No, the ego is anything that edges goodness out of your life, edges gold out of your life, creates interference in your life. So if you can get into the practice of identifying ego and instead of fighting the ego, right, instead of going over it, under it, through it, around it, lying to it, manipulating it, cheating the ego. No, just stop. Breathe through your nose, out through your mouth, get to center, get to peace, get to ease. Stop the dis-ease, that the ego puts you in, create the ease, and then roll in the right trajectory. The one that you set forth of what I want, who I can help, who can help me, how to get it done, and prioritize accordingly. I promise you, you will make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. The ego is critical if you identify it. Remember, all of that ego, that fear, it'll get you up, get you started. It'll get you back started and get you back up. But it's not going to get you there. You got to transition that soul sucking fear into activity or trajectory that is of which you want, not what other people want, what's missing, or what you don't have, but what you want. That
1: is awesome. It's such a great way for everyone to adjust the way they view their ego and how they can go about life with it. And um, one of the things I know you're very capable of putting aside is your ego you work with a lot of people with egos inside of the sports marketing agencies. And I was just reading that you won a humanitarian award and uh, very impressive that you did that just as a uh, owner of a sports marketing agency. In your speech, you said something about you only work with clients that have a charitable component attached to them. Can you walk us through that and what that looks like for you? Well, it's funny because
0: the most notable award that I received was this Variety magazine, Sports Humanitarian of the Year. And Seth Rogen, uh, Morgan Freeman, Matthew McConaughey, Olivia Wilde, Gina Rodriguez. Uh, I'm missing a few, but I was the only person that wasn't of that elk or at least notoriety of Variety magazine. And so my speech explains exactly what I mean. So in my speech, I decided to be uh, you know, very enlightening to people. I stood up and I said, look, I bet you're asking yourself two things. Number one, why would they give a sports agent a humanitarian award? award? And two, who the hell are you? <laughs> right? And the thing that I said was, look, the reason you don't know me is I'm really not a philanthropist, right? I'm not a philanthropist. I'm a philanthropist. I pimped <laughs> out more celebrities, athletes, billionaires, millionaires, and entrepreneurs, for charity than anyone else. And when we talk about why do I make sure that anyone that does business with me has a charitable purpose or cause aligned with it is for two reasons. One, my goal in life is my mission to empower over a billion people to be happy. I need to do work with abundant people, open-minded, open-hearted, and open-handed people. But what also happens is that that is the ultimate qualifier Because if someone doesn't understand their purpose like we do as go-givers, as people that we receive to give, we don't give to receive, there's no scarcity, no trade negotiation involved in quid pro quo of our giving, in fact, giving and receiving are one. If they don't understand that, then I have an instant qualifier that we're not going to end up in a good place together, right? Because if our values are not aligned, sooner or later you'll see that separation. You'll create void shortages and obstacles. There'll be pain failures and setbacks that would not be forgiven or in the light of gratitude. If somebody has the mindset of being of service or value, of providing their own service value solution or personal brand in order to effectuate change or help to somebody else, then I know regardless of all the setbacks, failures and mistakes and pain that occurs during a relationship, that will end up in a good place together, not a bad place. Separate, blaming, living in shame and justification.
2: I've, I've often heard you say, "You must be what you can be," and I love it. But at the same time, I feel so overwhelmed by it. At the same time, from the possibilities, the opportunities, the the risk behind you know the uh, pieces you can you know fail on moving forward on, and in that type of like grand scale of things, so. Speaking to somebody who uh, might be afraid of that opportunity, might be afraid of that failure, might be afraid to take on some of those next steps and challenges or people who are feeling overwhelmed about that, like me,
0: what do you say to them? So number one, the most common denominator of successful, highly actualizing people, people who carry the spirit of excellence, those millionaires, billionaires, entrepreneurs, those celebrities, athletes, and entertainers is the desire that you must be what you can be. Now, what you have to reconcile with that desire is living in abundance. See, when you feel overwhelmed, you should say thank you because feeling overwhelmed is truly a confirmation of one thing, that you're living in the world of more than enough. There's more than enough opportunities, options. There's more than enough parties to go to, people to talk to. There's more than enough of everything and everyone which can feel overwhelming. But what's the antidote? What is the antidote to being overwhelmed? Easy, prioritization. Those people that know how to prioritize will never feel overwhelmed. What they'll feel is abundance. Oh, there's more than enough to do. And I know I have to do this first according to what I want, not what other people want, what's missing or what I don't want. According to what I want, Every day, considering my midterm and long-term objectives, which I can change my mind every day because I'm a fast learner and I'm not afraid of being a hypocrite that I learned something and change my mind. So every day I ask myself, what do I want personally, experientially, giving and receiving according to... My midterm and long term objections, objectives that may change tomorrow. Who can I help? Who can help me? And how best to get it done? I then am incapable of prioritizing the overwhelmed abundance in which I lived in, the more than enough of everything for everyone in which I live in. Prioritization is that antidote. So anyone like you that is blessed to be abundant is blessed to feel overwhelmed by all the options, opportunities, and capabilities, skills, knowledge, and desire that you must be what you can be. Simply know your what, your who, and your how. That will determine your now allowing you to apply your why by prioritizing, utilizing that as an antidote to this feeling of not uh, having enough capability, instead feeling as if I'm utilizing my capability and maximizing it according to the trajectory in which I want to move in, not in one which other people move me. You don't have to find your why every day, apply it. With prioritization,
1: I've heard you talk a little bit about your scheduling, how important everything is, and and you have a rule of sixty four. And I don't want to go into it right now, but anyone that's listening, I recommend just typing in David Meltzer rule of sixty four about how you create more time in your day by being more prioritized and organized, and uh, it's absolutely uh, ex- exceptional. But the question I have for you now is: obviously, the name is podcast. is called the Go Big to Give Big podcast. When you hear that, what does it mean to you?
0: The only thing that should die in your life is your limitations right? Yeah, I I can't, even today, I teach this every day. You guys are people who actually consume my content frequently and you understand. I'm not asking big enough today. I'm not asking off enough today. When I hear that, I'm thinking to myself, you got to kill off more limitations, Dave. Your journey, your life is about the only thing that's going to die in my journey is I'm going to kill off all the limitations. The ultimate limitations will be my embodiment someday, but I am infinite. Think about infinity in the realm of abundance, but think about infinity in the realm of abundant, for example, patience. Most people, this may, you have to make, you have to go back and listen to this, or if you want a guide, I'll, all my guides are free my books. I send them david at dmelzer.com. But listen to this. If you truly could live in infinite patience, everything would happen immediately. The interval between cause and effect's would close, the interval between cause and effect is, is time, but it would close, cause and effect would be the same if you had infinite patience. Now, it's something I strive for. It was something I had none of to start. So I had a long journey. I always say the room I like to be in is not only the room where I'm not the smartest one in the room, but even more importantly, I like to live in the room of improvement. And so I'm consistently, persistently pursuing my improvement or my potential.
2: A lot of our guests and audience are entrepreneurs, people building businesses, people who want to live that, you know, build bigger so they can give bigger. What do you think is missing in the world of entrepreneurship today?
0: Mentorship. You know, I think, unfortunately, there's a counterintuitive uh, nature, human nature that exists in entrepreneurs that somehow they're proving something and they have to do it themselves. If I speak as if I know this from experience, yes. I know it from experience. I tell everyone, ask for help. You talk about asking often, asking big, not asking big enough. You're not asking for help enough. Entrepreneurship, what's missing is we can't reconcile that need that you must be what you can be, that you're in control, that you can make it happen with the fact that in order to get there faster, the easiest way to get to where you want to be is to find somebody who always sits in the situation you want to be in and ask them for help. The biggest ask The most radically humble ask that you can make is not to take, right, but to give and to ask for help, to give more. If you would sit down and spend as much time in the day of trying to do things as you would to try to find someone that's already done it, exponentially, you would be far more successful as an entrepreneur than anything else I could teach you. That's so good. You mentioned earlier
1: something about uh, just setting goals and being scared and stuff. What's in a short answer? What what
0: scares you today? Anything revolving around my children or other people's children, right? So uh, the difference is, I'm afraid every day. By the way, I I have the need to be right, angry, upset, anxious. Fr- dude, I drive the 405 sometimes. You know, I am human. I I have ego based consciousness, but uh, I have learned to spend minutes and moments in fear. And when I think of, you know, human sex trafficking or the fentanyl that exists in drugs or, you know, unsafe bullying, you know, or just different things that exist in the world uh, that are impacting our children, not just my children, but all children, uh, that rise within me, the greatest fear. And I only spend minutes and moments in there. And I tell myself, what can I control? I can control my mindset. My heart set and my handset set to help alleviate that pain, shortage, voidage, or obstacle that exists today between us and everybody. And so, uh, I would say very few things, you know, still inherent in my quantum being that I just can't shift out of it. Uh, I've lost a lot of fear for my own uh, well-being. I'm very confident in spiritually in every level. But uh, I still, my children and other people's children. You know, I just break down and I just got to remind myself, stop, drop, and roll, spend minutes and moments. It's not going to help being afraid of it. Let's figure out how we can be of service or value to it, serve it well, and serve it to the many.
2: Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Just before we transition into like what we call our rapid fire giving round, I just wanted to ask you about one of your favorite moments of giving, something that you can remember that it just absolutely gives you goosebumps every time you think about it
0: it was also the most difficult giving. When I turned 50, which was four years ago, I decided, I'm the chairman of Unstoppable Foundation. And I decided to mirror what the founder of it, I'm the chairman, what the founder of Unstoppable did. When she turned 50, she had a birthday party for her 50th birthday to raise the money to start the charity, which is now has impacted millions of people, the Unstoppable Foundation. So for my 50th birthday, 10 years later, I decided being a sports guy, that I would do a 50 for 50, 50 birthday parties in one year to raise money for charity. My idea was originally I'd take people out to dinner, pay for the dinner because I travel so much. You know, I take you guys and eight friends and I'd be like, hey, look, I'll pick up dinner. Can you donate to my charity? Not really a big deal. No, it became a big deal. I had 50 big parties around the world. Imagine having to go to 50 birthday parties in a year, let alone for you imagine how much emotional drain time effort. i would rather stroke a two million dollar check to pay for the two community centers that i built for my 50 for 50 but there's everything happens for a reason it was the greatest impact i've ever had the greatest thing but i paid for it in a manner that nobody will ever experience man you know i believe in productivity accessibility and gratitude but i will tell you when you get to that like 31st party and realize you got 19 more to go oh boy i it's like i i only thing i can compare to is one of those long long super miler uh, you know the super distance guys that run like 120 miles and you can't imagine like getting to mile 80 and thinking you got 40 miles to go that's what i felt like at party number 31
1: that's uh, that's quite the accomplishment and and something that I'm sure not a lot of people can say. Same with like the ultra marathoners. Nobody can really exactly. say they did that. Nobody can say they did 50, 50 birthday parties in a year. So that's super cool. We're going to jump into our giving round here quickly. Just simple, uh, short answers, one or two words, and a uh, few questions for you. So,
0: brag on one charity that you like. Junior Achievement. We just got nominated. on the Chief Chancellor for a Nobel Peace Prize. Greatest mm-hmm. honor I've ever been on- uh, honored with. Wow. That's incredible.
2: Congratulations on that. Which gets you more excited, donating a million dollar check or physically spending a week helping others?
0: Physically spending a week helping others and then giving a million dollar check. (laughs) (laughs) Who inspires you with their giving? Bob Proctor, uh, who just passed, probably inspired me the most with his giving.
2: Do you think that people should start giving from the beginning of their business or
0: after they've seen some success and have a little bit of money in their pocket? Always pay yourself and always give, even if it's a tiny percentage.
1: Giving can also be done in multiple different forms, in free mentorships or programs or resources. What's one unique way that you give
0: back? I've been doing uh, training for over 22 years every Friday. And showing up every week for over 22 years is to be an ultimate form of giving.
2: No kidding. That's huge. In one word, describe the feeling you get when you give. Joy.
0: Great word to
1: choose. The final question for the show that we ask all of our guests, it's the age old question that we hear all the time. Do you believe that money can buy you happiness?
0: Money does not buy you happiness, but it allows you to shop. If you shop for the right things, for the right reasons, you will be happy.
1: That's awesome. Great answers. And it was so much fun having you on the show, David. We really appreciate it. And Obviously your knowledge is uh, so powerful and and just the energy that you bring around wanting to uh, build businesses and give back is something that I can only aspire to accomplish one day and encourage as many people as we can to go follow your content because it is just absolutely phenomenal and you're always pouring it out.
0: got it, man. Email me, david at dmelzer.com. I'm here to be of service and of value.
1: Thank you for listening to the show. If you know someone who's an example of go big to get big, We would love if you could share this with them. We want to get our message out to as many listeners as we can. And it all starts by having people like you share it with your friends. Also, if you enjoyed the show, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star review. It's a simple act of giving that is free for you, helps us grow our message, and in return, allows others to find us sooner. And until the next episode, remember, always go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit.